Welcome to the Carry On Podcast, the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church, where the pastors get together to talk about what's coming up in worship this week. I'm Pastor Steve, and I'm here with... Pastor Megan. Pastor Brandon. Oh, yes. Here we are. And hopefully, if you're listening to this in real time, you just had a wonderful Christmas. And Merry Christmas, everybody, because it still is Christmas season. 12 days. As a matter of fact. The 12 days of Christmas, I really want to be clear, come after Christmas, yeah. not before. Mm-hmm. Christmas mm-hmm. is day one. Woo! You get the partridge in the pear tree. Yes. And then, there are yeah, a lot so, of birds in that. Uh, so many birds. birds. Um, th- this is, we're talking about what's coming up on January 2nd in real time, which is, I think, the which like the day? Seventh the seventh day, day of, of Christmas? Christmas? The second Sunday of Christmas, yes. for sure. Yes. We know that. Yes. So there's two Sundays of Christmas, and it's so much fun. Yeah. And we are continuing our series that we have been in all through Advent. This is a a Beyond Advent series. Right. Advent, is Advent through Christmas. Advent through Christmas called Rebuilding Hope, mm. because you can't rebuild the hope just in Advent. You can wait for the hope. Mm-hmm. But Christmas is actually where you build the hope. Yes. So we're rebuilding hope. Mm. And we're doing something, we're sneaking something in on you. For those of you who are paying attention, uh, we are also launching something that I'm really, really excited about. Every year we do a different gospel because we follow this thing. We loosely follow, roughly follow this thing called the narrative lectionary. And each year, they focus on a different one of the four Gospels that takes us from Christmas all the way to Easter and a week or two beyond. And we've done Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Uh, well, we're doing John this year. Right. We're in John this year. What's really interesting is the first year that I was here, we were in John. So oh, I'm coming full circle. Beautiful. So that's really cool. Yeah. And we've already begun. Yeah. <laughs> if you've been paying attention, those of you who were tuning in to our worship service for January, not January, December 19th, mm-hmm. Pastor Brandon did a wonderful sermon that launched us into John. So Pastor Brandon, mm-hmm. give us a quick recap of where you were there and then yes. where we're coming now sure. in this text. And, and you might want to look back at that sermon if you can or, or watch that sermon because it was the same day as the Advent uh, choral service. So uh, many people... Uh, and I would have also elected to be at that rather than... <laughs> you kind of got bumped out. Hear, hearing my own sermon. Yeah. I was like, oh, but the music's so yeah. good. Yeah, but, it, but if you want to um, be in on the whole John experience, yeah, you right. got to listen to that sermon. And because it was a really great sermon. That's very generous. Um, <laughs> well, and so we, you know, the book of John surprisingly starts with John chapter one. What? And, that uh, works? <laughs> and, you know, it just, uh, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And that is such a powerful and confusing statement. But, mm. um, you know, we shared in our, our podcast that this whole idea of the word was this convergence of two cultures. The Greek philosophers and culture that understood the, the word or the logos as this creative force above and beyond all understanding and all things that gives us meaning and purpose. And then there's the, the Jewish tradition that would have connected in the beginning to literally the beginning of the Bible, Genesis, um, chapter 1, verse 1. Uh, starts the same way. And so we have this beautiful uh, reminder that in the beginning was the word, and that word uh, uh, kind of just becomes human, and, and and that human is Jesus. And so this, this God who is with us and walking around and being human like the rest of us. And so 
it's interesting because John's gospel doesn't have the cute, cuddly baby Jesus in a manger. Instead, it's this, the word, in the beginning was the word, and that word becomes Jesus. And what I also like about John's gospel I'm going to steal from Caroline Lewis because mm. she was, you know, we, uh, I, I've been having some interesting conversations, strange, strangely right now, about uh, the purpose of the cross. And so, you know, well, each, each of the Gospels kind of has a different beginning. Uh, as Lutherans, we believe in the theology of the cross, that God meets us at the foot of the cross on Good Friday um, in the midst of suffering and darkness and death. Uh, but then... We also believe that God meets us in the glory of the cross, which is life, uh, new life. And John's gospel says, yes, that is all important. But the, probably the most important thing is that God is the incarnation, that mm. God comes to be with us in a person. And because God is life and is that thing that made all things from the very beginning, um, of course, Jesus would be raised from the dead because God is all about life. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's cool. Enough. That's cool. And so right in the middle of that beautiful opening poem, there is this character that appears, a guy named John. Not to be confused with the author of the gospel, there is a guy named John who we affectionately call John the Baptist because, not because he was Baptist by denomination, oh. but he was Baptist by practice. He was the mm. baptizer. He was that crazy man out in the wilderness who was baptizing people calling to repentance. We're going to talk about him in just a minute. But one of the things that's important about what John the writer says about John the baptizer is that John testified to Jesus. John testified to uh, the word becoming flesh and the light of the world and all of these things. And that, so he gets, he gets in on the prologue twice, John the Baptist testified to this, and then our text for today is actually beginning the story. And so, Pastor Megan, let's just hear the text, and then we'll talk about this John the Baptist character. Right. Uh, so this is still John chapter 1. So w w this is just leading right off where we left off, uh, keeping in mind that we read, you know, a little bit of Luke in the midst there because Luke does a, a much nicer job of the cuter baby, baby Jesus cuter baby story. versions yeah. of the story. <laughs> so we took a brief Christmas pause in Luke and then we're back to John. So this is picking right back up with John 1 verse 19. This is the testimony given by John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny it, but confessed, I am not the Messiah. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. Then they said to him, Who are you? Let us have an answer for those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now, they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him, why then are you baptizing if you are neither the Messiah, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water. Among you stands one whom you do not know, the one who is coming after me. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandal. This took place in Bethany, across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. Excellent. All right, Pastor Megan, you get first crack at this. What's uh, what's jumping out at you about this scene? 
So, so first of all, I think it is hilarious this questioning of who are are you this person? Are you this person? Are because that's all they know, right? All they know is to compare it to what they've experienced before, and and this here's this amazing guy who's drawn crowds and everybody's stoked about, and so they want to compare him to well, you must be Elijah, who is you know one of the greatest of the prophets. Um, you you must be the Messiah, which you know John leads with. He's not going to tell you who he is. He's going to tell you who he's not. Um, so I think that's interesting. First, this kind of like questioning of now, but really, who are you? But what I keep thinking about is anytime I see an artistic representation of John, especially if you look at really old art, like Renaissance art, um, John is is always pictured pointing because what he is about is pointing to Jesus. His whole jam is, it's not about me. If this is a podcast, so you can't see me doing this. I am pointing at myself <laughs> right now. It's not about me. I am pointing away i am pointing at someone else and in fact in some of the art john's finger is like extra long yeah. he has like an especially elongated index finger to indicate no really my whole job is to say it's not me it is the one that i am pointing you toward um and i very much hear that in this because john is really clear about saying no 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 no, i'm not any of those things someone else is coming someone yeah. else is coming that's great what do you got, Pastor Brandon? Well, and I, I like the connection to the prophet Isaiah. Mm. Um, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. So I I also find it annoying that John doesn't just say who he is. Like, oh, gosh, you know, if this was today, I think he would have a really punchable face. <laughs> um, but, but this whole like, connection to the prophet Isaiah, because Isaiah is, you know, uh, Preparing the way, crying out in the wilderness, makes makes straight the way of the Lord. Is hey, all these people who are in exile in Babylon? Guess what? God is going to make a way for you to go back home, um, and God's going to uh, make the road straight. As in, you know, it's going to be a, a simple or easy journey back. I think it's not going to be too smooth winding. and direct. Smooth and, and direct. Not and, going switchbacks up yeah. mountains. And but, yeah. I, but I almost connect that to this whole idea that there's there's somebody coming who's uh, going to prepare the way of life. Uh, and it's going to look, and so things are about to change. Um, and I also kind of cringe at that statement because I'm mm. like, oh, I'm so tired of change right now. <laughs> like I just wanted things, even though it's miserable, at least like I can count on things being the same right yeah. now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, I love that. That's you... why they call me Debbie Downer. Ah. Is that, I don't uh, think anybody Brandon, calls you Debbie Downer. We call you Brandon call you Whiskers because I'm curious like a kitten. Uh. Is that, that's such a cuddly image. Uh, oh, that's yeah. not what we call you, Brandon. No. I, I, I love the fact that you pointed out Isaiah mm. um, because he is talking about – John is a connective tissue between the stories that have come before – and I mean, every gospel thinks they're the first version of the story, right? Because they're, they're writing the Jesus story and they're writing it to Jewish people. And so they have to connect to the Hebrew scriptures and all that has been happening since then. And we've got centuries of war and suffering and the Jewish people trying to overthrow. So just in the, the quick uh, historical recap, Pastor Brandon mentioned Babylon, right? And they're, they're the big bad guys in the Hebrew scripture. And since Babylon, you've got Persia, and then you've got uh, the Greeks under Alexander, and then he dies, and then you've got all of his factions, and they're warring and warring, and there's this whole Maccabean uprising where there was a period of time where the Jews actually did 
overthrow their oppressors mm -hmm. mil through military might mm -hmm. and experience some autonomy and freedom. Uh, the Maccabeans and, th and the people of Jesus' day, remember that. It was only like 100 years before this moment. But then the Romans came in and conquered them. And so now they're under this Roman oppression and they've got this dynasty of tyrants, the Herods, who are extorting the poor, the rich are getting richer, the poor are getting poorer, and it's a horrible life. And the people are desperate for freedom, for, like we read in the Christmas story, the consolation of Israel, like Simeon said last week. Mm -hmm. And so here you've got this guy who fits the bill of a prophet. I mean, he's rugged. We find from other gospel stories <laughs> that he's like wearing camel hair and he's eating locusts and he's hanging out in the wilderness. And many scholars believe that he's uh, from what this group called the Essenes, Essenes, E-S-S-E-N-E-S. -E -E they lived up in the mountains and they were the one, they were like the, the military preppers, you know, like the, yeah. <laughs> they're like, you know what? Israel's so far gone. We're going to head for the hills because God's going to nuke them all. And that's pre previous to the technology of nuclear. Yes. War, right. Yes, yeah. but, yes. You know, hellfire and brimstone. Right. So <laughs> yes, John is yes. out there. He is preaching the prophet's message like, dudes, you're messing up so bad that destruction's coming. Repent before it's too late. That was John's message. And, and John's gospel doesn't recount one of my favorite lines that gets credited to John the Baptist, which is when these people come flock into his door and like wanting to hear oh, him yeah. say all this stuff. And what does he call his followers? What does he call his, his fangirls and boys? He calls them, you brood of vipers. <laughs> like he is so sassy and he oh, is yeah. so like anti-culture that he, <laughs> he, he won't, he will not let himself and, be worshipped. And he quotes... The other part of Isaiah, the nasty part of Isaiah, oh, yeah. where there's an axe that's, that's right. coming for the tree. Yes. Like God is bringing the heat because you deserve it. That was John's message. <laughs> Which it is really was. a super appealing message that we yeah. really understand why people, but oh, no, no. But in mm. a way, we do get it, right? Because if we think about people as, I mean, these, like you were saying, uh, Pastor Steve, this is a, a time when people are suffering and they are hurting and they're things desperate. are a mess and they're mm -hmm. desperate. And even a message of someone saying, it's all gonna burn. Mm. People were like, yeah. 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 And yeah. the people... This is something that I hope our listeners grasp, is that the people were flocking to John. Like yeah. He was a rock star. So many people were going out into the wilderness to be baptized by John because they needed, they wanted his message. Like He got the attention of the leaders. And so our story starts with this little delegation of the leaders going out to the wilderness and saying, um... Why is everybody so interested in you? <laughs> who, who are, are you? you? <laughs> like who are, like wh who are you that they're mm. so interested in what you're saying? Are are you the Messiah? Are you the one who's going to come and actually do the thing? Cuz if you are and we can vet you, then maybe we could get behind you. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But then and that's the context and when John says, "No. I I'm doing water." Mm -hmm. You get the water baptism. But there's somebody who's going to come and do something you will not expect. And so, you know, in our series, as Pastor Megan, you were the, the mastermind behind crafting our series of Rebuilding Hope. And you were, you were talking about how in this particular passage, people 
can tend to put their hope in the wrong thing. Can mm. you riff on that a little bit? Right. I, I mean, it all fits in kind of with what we've been talking about here, right? Is that when when people are, especially when people are hurting, um, but really at any time, we, we, we want to know who we're supposed to follow, right? Like we want to be a part of something. We want to be in on something. And the harder things get, the more desperate we are for someone to tell us what to do. And we don't think we want that. We don't think mm-hmm. we want that. We think we're independent. We think we're thinking for ourselves, but we're not. We are desperately scrambling for someone to be the boss of us. And and, and so especially when we're hurting and especially when things feel chaotic, we, we are just grasping for any source of strength that can give us direction. And and for for people in John's time, they saw this guy, right? They saw this this, you know, wild man out there preaching hellfire and brimstone and they were like, "Yes, that. I want to latch on to that." But but John himself resists it. John says, "No, no, no, no. You follow me and you're going down the wrong path." Right? Mm-hmm. I am not it. I am not the one. My job is not to lead you. My job is to point you in the direction of the one you're supposed to be following. Mm, Because John himself gets that, could he steal this power for himself? Sure. Mm. But he knows that's not that's not for him. His job, he I am the voice crying out in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord. He might be getting the path ready, but but he's not the one they're supposed to be following. Maybe maybe his job was to help the people tune in their ears. Right. Right. Start paying to attention. Start listening. Start he got their listening. attention. Start right. listening. Right. So, so Pastor Brandon, I I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot, like I like Great. to do. Yes. I know you love it. Um, let's bring this into the 21st century, mm-hmm. right here in Egan, Minnesota. Yeah. Um, what's the message for us about rebuilding hope and being careful? Yeah. <laughs> And well, being you, careful is a very important, I, I think, so addendum I, I to think, that um, sentence. Well, as you're as you're both talking, I mean, it doesn't sound like too different than where the Essenes found themselves in this this image of. Um, so right now, there's a lot of division, mm-hmm. there's a lot of uncertainty, and there's a lot of uh, clamoring and clinging to anything we can as a sign of hope or life. For example, now. For the record, I think vaccines are helpful. Um, so get one. But I, I would like to go on the record I, as endorsing <laughs> that statement. Thank you. But I think we uh, we we tend to like latch on to the John the Baptist and say this is what's going to save us. Hmm. This is what's going to get us out of this. Um, or or latching on to you know you name it. A but political leader of a political any leader, sort. Anything. A, a, a conspiracy um, theory, a message, a speaker, yeah. a source, and anything. Yes. Th- this is this is what we've been hoping for. This is what we've been looking for. This is what will save us. And so I just kind of keep coming back to, well, I think it's actually Jesus <laughs> who saves us. Um, but we do have, and, and there was a story maybe a couple of weeks ago where this like asteroid was coming dangerously close, the closest asteroid in, in the history of 10 years when people have been recording this. Um, and I was like, please, God, <laughs> like, just get us out of this mess and bring it a little closer. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, Pastor Brandon, did you pray heat. for apocalypse? Like, just, just end it all, and then maybe you can start over. Because obviously we're not, doing we're not so worth great. your time uh, anymore. Uh, like we, we've gone so far astray, and we're just tearing each other down. And there's no real sign that we're going to get out of this because um, we're still in it. Uh, but so, 
Wes and then God, on that happy and note, then God went, <laughs> Brandon, nah, dude. But nah. this is what's really interesting to me because I think in the midst of right now, uh, we are quick, uh, no matter the conversation, to judge, to mm. blame, and to shame other people. And and what I love about this is you said it starts, this is the testimony. And, you know, as people who are pointing others toward Jesus, we, um, Pastor Lamano said, we sit on the witness stand mm-hmm. to testify to the truth of what we know and what we believe. We do not sit on the judge's seat. Mm. So we are the witnesses, not the judges. And so we can only point people to Jesus. Yeah. Uh, so I think it'd be really great to step off um, the judge's seat and, and head over to the witness stand. Oh, that's beautiful. That's a great base a great image to end on you know and yeah. as we as as preachers that's our job is to proclaim yeah to testify mm. that the hope is Jesus Christ and as we go through the gospel of John this year that's one of the main th- themes of John is testimony and we're going to see all of we're going to see these great signs that Jesus does and we're going to hear people testify about who Jesus is, and that is where our hope is built as we are rebuilding hope. So, hey, this has been a great conversation. Yeah. Thank you both, and thank you for listening to our podcast here at Easter Lutheran Church, where our mission is to grow in faith and carry on the work of Jesus Christ.